Welcome to Pod Watcher, the official podcast of Watcher Entertainment. I'm Ryan Bergara. I'm Shane Midday. And I'm Stephen Lim. And this is a show where we chat about whatever's on our minds every week. This week we dive into Ed and Lorraine Warren. Apes. And photos. And I have a sense I'm not going to be saying much this episode. No, you're going to. You're going to have photos. A is a very photo. Well, photos. Is, but we wide ranging topic. I don't know about much to say about apes. Haven't seen any of them. <laughs> have we? <laughs> you talked you've about? never seen an ape? Nope. <laughs> we haven't established it was about the movie. Oh, okay. 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 And then uh, I don't even know who. Ed and Lorraine Warren are? Yeah, I don't know who that is. That's unfortunate. Before we get into this episode, go ahead and like and subscribe if you're watching over on YouTube.com slash watch your podcast or subscribe and rate the podcast five stars if you're listening to this bad boy. And hey, tell a friend. It does help keep this show alive. Wait, Matt, when is it coming out? This is coming out Monday the 19th. Okay, great. So Mystery Files episode one is coming out on Friday. And uh, if you just a little little tip, watch to the end. Watch the very end. Ooh. That's a good point. A little uh, fun little nugget there I'll, I'll drop. One of Stevie's nuggets. Steve's also, watch nuggets. this to the end and then watch it four more times. That's a really nice thought yeah. to, to say those sort of things. We don't normally ever say that. We've never said that here at Watcher on any of our content and wonder <laughs> no. why it's hard to gain subscribers. I think it's because all three of us have such a, a unique aversion to just saying the phrase like and subscribe. It's kind of satirized at this. It's point. not even that. It's just like the the idea of self promotion. The idea, yeah, of it just kind of makes do you feel something icky. for you. I don't like that. But then I often am watching YouTube videos of like creators that I like, and they'll be like, "Hey, if you like the video, go ahead and drop this." They'll say it in the beginning, and I'm always like, "Oh yeah, I should do that." And I like like and subscribe. It also does speak to our work ethic a little bit because I know both of you guys, especially, do not like to ask other people for help. Uh, that's true. It's you know puppet history. Uh, we don't need to go there, but <laughs> this man does everything himself. Or no, in the first season, that's he did. not true. Well, in the first, well, I mean, no, we had a lot of editors on the first season, and yes, but you also are a tinkerer at heart. So you would you would take episodes, you would I'll tinker until the cows come home. You know, right. he's a tinker guy. And then we know Ryan. He the man will only ask for help if he's drowned, not if he's drowning. Yeah, you won't even drowned. hear it. It'll just be <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very upset. Sometimes he'll drag people down with him. That's right. As <laughs> oh, many as I can, ideally. But you got to use a pole what, to, to get me out. Yeah, if someone's drowning, you're supposed to like, you know, reach a pole out. You're not supposed to dive in and try to drag them. Yeah, because out, how you would even toss them? They'll out. pull you down. Yeah, that's a tip. Oh, how many people have you seen die that way? A lot. That's what it, I saw it in your eyes. Is that how you help somebody from quicksand too? I would guess so. Quicksand is that's wild. Huh? Quicksand is fucking scary. No, it's not how you help people from quicksand. Okay, what do you do when bad practice? Throw out like a suggest. board or something. Well, yeah, you're supposed to put the stick or whatever on your back and is flatten some... out because the surface area. You need the surface area, wider surface area, so you don't sink as much. I've been. It's um... like a pencil in the water or like a, you know like a board. It's like oobleck. Wait, so you put a board like on oobleck. your back? Well, if if you had a board or a a, a, a stick, you're supposed to like. Lay on your back, similar like snowshoes. Doing a yes, wider like surface, shoes, exactly. So it's you not see, gonna yeah. like yeah, a pencil and quicksand. That's gonna go right in. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like if you drop like a pencil dive, if you drop like a pencil in water, obviously it goes straight in, right? Right. But if you if you if it falls on the side, or if I dive into water looking like a pencil, which exactly. I'm really good at, or like really a, or like a belly flops, dives. it'll uh, it obviously stops. I could do them from very high too. These are the things that they should be teaching in school. I um. I uh, it was about thirty feet in high school. It was one of the high dive. I did a pencil dive. It was pretty sweet. 
with the earthquake that we had a lot this of folks week. Did gone. you guys feel that? I did. Nice little shake. Big shake. I only, it was only little where I was. Big for me. Not on the east side. Is it because long. you're a big guy? A long you're shake. A big guy. Hit that little. <laughs> um, I was uh, back on my um, my little uh, wormhole of uh, reading about uh, liquefaction, ground liquefaction. What? What is that? This is the first you fascinating thing. It. Matt's shaking. Are you nodding, Matt? Are you? Are, are you? No, I was trying to move a bag of checks mix without making noise. <laughs> no. There's a there's this thing that happens. Um, so like, let's say you've got sand, right? Yeah, sand on a beach. <gasps> yeah, I do know what you're talking about. This is the dune worm. Yeah, essentially, yes, yeah, yes, sorry. yes. So sand on a beach, right? You're walking on the beach. You walk on the sand. You're not sinking into the sand. Uh huh. But when there's a vibration or a shake, it essentially makes it like pliable uh in a way that like you can then that it almost like quicksand yeah so the ground itself almost becomes like liquid uh and in certain earthquakes that it can like turn solid ground into what is essentially has like liquid characteristics which is very scary is that the so it's like making it vibrate at a certain frequency not even could, a certain frequency let me show you something there's a certain level and it's the basis for the dune worm being able to kind of do this vibration and it makes the space around them a little bit more liquid and they slither on through interesting mm. but there's a great video of a guy so you're telling me if i vibrate enough i could fall right through this floor don't don't do it yes exactly that's how the flash gets through the walls Okay, watch this. Shit. Watch this. This is okay. So this is a guy stomping on sand. It was solid sand at first, and he's just stomping on it. He's he's putting a stick in the sand and he's wiggling it around. And he's wiggling. Now he's stomping a little. If I watched this from afar, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" <laughs> Look at him go. This guy's a psychopath. And then he would disappear into the ground, like Michael Jackson on the Thriller tour. I watched <laughs> this one night really late. When we were on the road for Ghost Files, I was just in my hotel watching this at like 2 a.m. Is that why you were so tired the next day? Yes. So now look at this. Whoa. Look at this. Whoa. So the ground is now turning. Dude, he's like fucking the ground. Okay. Why do you got to go there, Ryan? Because it looks like he's fucking the ground. But look how dramatic this gets. So <laughs> it's becoming like. This kid's he's lost his like, mind. So you can. Oh then my gosh. This is just one man. So imagine an entire earthquake doing this. There's videos online of just buildings just moving like they're like moving through a river because the ground just turns into. Uh... Anyway, that's that's what Do I you mean. think if we had all of the employees here at Watcher and we all stomped at a certain rate, we could go right through the floor? That's a great question. We'd love to. I'd love to try it. Yeah, we can try that sometime. I don't think it has anything to do with Sounds it. Sounds like a uh, Mystery Files there. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Be sweet. The old adage, you are what you eat, rings very true to all of us in the modern day. And for some of us, that may be worrying. But Mosh is here to help in more ways than one. Mosh is a company founded by Maria Shriver and her son, Patrick Schwarzenegger, with a simple mission, to create a conversation about brain health through food, education, and research. Maria's father suffered from Alzheimer's, and since then, she and Patrick have dedicated themselves to finding ways to help other families dealing with this debilitating disease. Mosh joined forces with the world's top scientists and functional nutritionists to go beyond your average protein bar. With six delicious flavors, each Mosh bar has 12 grams of protein and is made with ingredients that support brain health like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. They also have a line of plant-based protein bars in three delicious flavors. But here's the best part to make you feel good. Mosh donates a portion of all proceeds from your order to fund gender-based brain health research through the women's Alzheimer's movement. 
Why gender-based? Well, two-thirds of all Alzheimer patients are women. Mosh is working closely to close the gap between women and men's health research. If you want to find ways to give back to others and fuel your body and your brain, Mosh bars are the perfect choice for you. Head to moshlife.com slash watcher to save 20% off plus free shipping on either the best sellers trial pack or the new plant-based trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on either the best sellers or plant-based trial pack at M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash watcher. Thank you, Mosh, for sponsoring this episode. Thank you, Mosh. Uh, that was a fun earthquake, though. Yeah, it was nice. No, 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 no earthquake to me is fun. Um, I, I like it in the way that I like a tornado. Or a, uh, a thunderstorm, tornadoes, yeah. uh, or the nice smell but of a skunk. Isn't, isn't like the earthquake happening, some sort of science behind more earthquakes happening? Like the shifting of that, the banging of the plates, and then that like causes more, I don't know. I'm yeah. making this up, but like I'm not a seismologist. Over but I'm, here. it's scary. <laughs> it's it's uh, you know, it's just the devil, man. It's the devil. He's we're making too much ruckus up here, on Ryan Earth, and, and I, he's just hitting the broomstick on the, the bottom. Devil. He's just trying being to get like, "Hey, us dude!" For all of our crimes, people make fun down of up there in in Ohio. People say it's boring, but we don't have earthquakes there. That's great. Are you suggesting that Ohio is even like a flyover state for God? He doesn't even care. He's not like I'm not going to even fuck with my tornadoes at these people. <laughs> I'm not going to give them any earthquakes. Because that's well, just God well, having want, fun, right? I want but, you to understand, like, when people say, oh, how's boring, they're not saying there's no tornadoes there. Oh, yeah, I know. They're talking about a lot of other things. But I'm just saying that you can go take a, a further step and say, hey. And I have family in Ohio, so I can say You this. do? Yeah. I never knew that about you. That's where, when my ancestors came to the United States of America, a lot of them stopped there. And there's, um, you know, a contingent of them over there. And then a few okay. of them kept on going over to Illinois. Do you mind revealing what city they're in? Or is that too personal? Um, I'm not sure where they still all live. A lot of them lived in Barberton, Ohio, which I shouted out when we did the live show there. It's outside of Cleveland. Oh, okay, okay. Near Cleveland. I'm not familiar with the northeast uh, side of Ohio. Did they test uh, tornado sirens? Yeah, all the time. First Tuesday of the month in Illinois. Yeah, for same you in too? Kentucky, yeah. I love it. First Tuesday of the month, 10 a.m., sirens going off well we just do that for earthquake drills yeah i just it just occurred There's no to me sirens for earthquakes though because they're just like fuck no it's just kind of like <laughs> you know, it under a table tornadoes you're like here she comes yeah well i, I it just occurred to me i just had an epiphany i think i never put it together but the reason why shaky's pizza parlor parlor is called that is because it's basically a california pizza chain <laughs> is that the etymology mm, of no the, it has to be because it only but all but two. Why, what do you mean? It has to be. All but two locations of Shakey's are in California. This is why we have Matt on the podcast. It has to be. No, why does it, it have to be? Because to be. we're Shakers over here in California. We're always getting the earthquakes. What if it was founded by like Bill Shakeford? Or there something? actually is a diner. Shakey's Pizza was founded in Sacramento, California, by Sherwood quote Shakey Johnson. There you go. And Ed a Plummer. dude nicknamed Shake. I'd like. I like it. I like my version better. Maybe he's like. I think there was a diner called Shakers that has to be also an earthquake kind of nod. Is that what oh, they do I there? mean, I'm sure. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. It's not that kind of diner. <laughs> you oh go here God. in the daylight. Yeah. There's lots of windows. Yeah. It's where they filmed uh, that one scene from. Uh, uh, where's that? Role models. When Ken Jong has like the he's the king. Oh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's. That looked like it. a nice diner. It's a good diner. Where I don't think it? it's around anymore. Oh. Shakers or my, uh, I think it's called Shakers. Uh, Shakers is still around in South Pasadena. Yeah. I'd love a milkshake. Maybe that's why it's called Shakey's. I haven't had a milkshake in years. Dude, I've, I was thinking about milkshakes the other day. And yeah, I was like, I got to get my lips on one of those bad boys. Yeah, I, I don't have them now. I think nowadays when I'm in the mood for a milkshake, which is often, I generally don't have them. But yeah. if I'm 
gonna have something on that bar. I'm glad you ignore that impulse most of the time. Yeah. Then. It's gonna be a root beer float. <laughs> Is that really a milkshake? No, I'm saying it's on a par. With oh, on a par. Okay. It's yeah. a it's a glass full of milk, you know, ice cream and and carbonated you know so yeah, it's yeah. like sugar in a cup well we had that obsession with them during the ghost files tour i don't remember who it was it was you either you or and i we never got one had mentioned offhand well, we were like i would love a milkshake no oh, i was sorry, like a root, a root beer float yeah you know what it was we were walking down i think it was in portland and there was that cute little like it looked like a soda fountain but it was really just a pharmacy oh we walked in and we were like hey do you guys have root beer floats and yeah they were and they're like, no. like no we have a bar and we were God like damn it and- <laughs> We just walked out. It actually all started because when we were in um, uh, Kansas City and we went to Town Tropic, Town Town Topic, Town Topic Burger. Town Topic Smash Burger, I believe. And I was so excited for a root beer float. Did and they then, have one? No, they were out. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. How are you going to be out with them? You got float opinions, Stephen? They're fine. I don't crave them like you guys do. I crave them a lot. Yeah, me too. I do like the Neapolitan at uh, In-N-Out. That's a sh- yeah. That's a good shake. They got it. That's a good. That's a good milkshake. Good one, right? I, I feel like the best milkshakes they, I've had are usually at diners, though. I think it's the part of the environment plays into it. How do they do a Neapolitan? It is it like layers? Uh, no, I think they just mix it's all it mixed together. Yeah, mix it strawberry, all? chocolate, vanilla. Yeah. What does that taste like? Delicious. It's good. Huh. Maybe I like it because it's a secret menu item, and it's like when you go to LA for the first time, they're like. You gotta get the animal style fries and I get do. the ne- Neapolitan shake. If I'm feeling crazy, I will get those animal style fries. Oh, they're so good. I remember when they're I visited so LA when my brother first moved out here and he was living in Westwood and we went to In N Out like every day yeah. for a week and a half. Yeah, the In N Out's nice. That's a good In N Out too. It's a nice one. Yeah. It's got nice. I mean, at the time, the vibes were fun because I was very young and it yeah. was like a, a sloppy college In N Out. Yeah. You know? It's very close. To is UCLA. it faster to go inside and order your in and out or go through the drive through? I've always struggled with. This. They prioritize the drive through. Some locations differ uh, differ on that, but like for the most part, in and out prioritizes the drive. So it's faster for me to wait in line twenty minutes at the drive through than go in and put my order in at the e- cashier. Yes, and you can listen to a nice wow. podcast. Exactly, and you wow. don't have to sit in the in and out atmosphere where like people are fighting over tables and stuff. You just sit in your car, yet like you said, listen to some music. I do love people watching In and Out though. Yeah, it's fun because it's it's one of those places that everybody goes to. Uh, anyways, why don't we get into one of these topics? Should we start? Let's sandwich me. I'll go second. All right, then should we start with apes? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about apes. Yeah, yeah. We're, We're not doing talking, movies. We've talked about apes already on this pod. In terms, did of we talk ape, about? Was that my topic at some point? Ape chat. We talked about ape chat. Yeah, yeah. Ape chat. That was yeah, that was just that was about, about regular. That's just I'm about, talking about the motion pictures now. I yeah. think they're really good, and I'm excited for the new one. Specifically, the latter trilogy, not like the Mark Wahlberg one. Not oh, I, rich- I like them all. I like them all. You like the the Burden one? I think it's novel. I saw it in Myrtle Beach. Cool. Um, Can you give me the like bird's eye ape anthology or whatever? Whatever. Like, what is the what is the uh, what does it look like? The trilogy. I didn't even know it was a trilogy. Well. Uh, yeah, so the new, well, the new... You gotta go all the way back to the beginning. The beginning is, you know, the very old movies with Charlton Heston. I think that was 68. Oh, sure. 58? 68? I think I've only seen three of those, but I've always wanted to watch the rest of them. This is, like, deeper than Star Wars. And a TV show. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is the original screenplay... Did Rod Serling... You're correcting that. I like, they're they're just great sci-fi yarns. It Um, was a book as well in 1963, and the first film was 1968. Great job. Huh. Nice. Um, Nailed it. 
one of my favorite uh tangential things of uh, planet of the apes is in uh in mad men there's a scene where don draper skips out of work one day to go see planet of the apes with his son who's like seven or something yeah (laughs) the movie ends and they're just sitting there and his son just goes jesus christ (laughs) well i don't know if you know this Stephen, but planet of the apes is considered to have one of the biggest twist endings in cinema history. Oh, okay, I did not which know which they that. put on the poster. So I don't like you know. the same level of well, now they sense, do, right? I think they what? did back then too. There's no way. You tell no, me the twist. It had to be a... what was it? What's the twist? Because pretty sure. Do you care? Do you want me to ruin it for you? I mean, you tell Shane. Should I get it ruined now, or should I watch? I, mean, I don't it? think it's that big of a twist, honestly. But honestly, people... if you don't know what it is, then you should watch it. Yeah, that I'd be That's curious. Fair. Okay, you, you should watch, watch it with the... you. We could have a watch along. You could also watch the remake because I think the remake also does. The yeah, same but it, the remake it doesn't of, hit as hard. No, the remake's a little different. The twist is we we, we can offline about it, but it's that's a, true. It's You're talking about the sixty-eight very, version. The sixty-eight the the version. These astronauts are on an interstellar mission. They get lost in space. They eventually land on a planet that is ruled by apes. Oh, and there are humans on the planet who are like their that like their prisoners. Slaves. How do you prisoners. make? Dozens of movies around this. What well, are you talking about? They, Did you hear the premise? You just said it's a whole premise. Planet. It's a planet, wild, bro. I know. How do you make dozens monkeys. of movies about planet Earth? <laughs> yeah, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, they. Uh, so I feel like we should ruin the twist for him. It, the twist is it's actually. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Oh, listeners, viewers, go ahead and skip to about the twenty-minute mark if you don't want Planet of the Apes from nineteen sixty-eight spoiled for you. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Okay. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Yeah. Fair okay, enough. next, teed up, teed up, teed up. Okay, so uh, you know these astronauts. Can I land. guess the twist? Yeah. All right. Okay, well, okay, no, wait. what is the? Tell me the premise, though. Astro- oh, I already told you, but the astronauts <laughs> land, <laughs> land on a planet that is ruled by apes. Okay. And then a bunch of stuff happens, but uh, the twist is that they're related. Then who's related? <laughs> the apes and the people. I no, mean, I, I mean, guess I. I suppose, yeah. I guess, yeah. Um, no, the twist is at the end they see the Statue of Liberty, uh, sort of like in the sands, and they realize that they've actually traveled to the future. They didn't go. They ain't lost in space. They traveled. I time. love that you. You're not. A, <laughs> I we, the way you described it. it. No, 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 no. I felt it again. It's, good. it's pretty good. Yeah. It is good. Okay, you got, got me there. You so, got me there. I gotta watch the movie. So now. Based, a lot of it too is just like these astronauts. They land on this planet, and they're like, "Why are all these humans in cages?" Like. I guess other travelers have been trapped here and then they eventually break out of these cells and the apes can talk. They have like a sort of society. Yeah. Going. Very smart. They wear clothes. Very smart. They wear funny Ooh. little outfits. Yeah. And I love telling you about this film. <laughs> well, I'm imagining that like if I was alive in 1968, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching this film, hearing about time travel, like it's not a trope in cinema at that no. time. That must have been wild. No, because one of the last sh- one of the last shots is <laughs> I them think like travel was like a thing then. Yeah, but, but then. like now it's just like a trope and everything, right? Sure, it's sure, like sure. But that reveal though, wife is so sick. Other time travel films, <laughs> isn't it? Because he escapes out of the prison cells. He does, and yeah. they run over to the beach. So he's still like then, with. The, I don't remember how it all shakes. He's with out a girl, and I think he's with a um, the girl ape. He's the with the girl, girl ape. ape. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then he, they're like, "We got to get out, and there's nowhere to go. The ocean." And it just pans over, and you see the Statue of Liberty, and you're like, "What the fuck?" But then the wow. other movies start to become like just different. Uh, they they just start like playing within the world and have like their own little plots. Like one of them is about. There's like a subset of apes who found like an old um, nuclear warhead and there's like a cult around it and then they worship it. So each movie kind of has its own little thing. It's sick. Well, a lot of folks look great with a scruffy, stubbly look. Yeah. 
Gruffy, like Pedro Pascal or George Clooney. Oh, hey, you know what? Good for them. For everyone else, I'd love to introduce you to Henson Shaving. That's right. Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the ISS. That's International Space Station for all you dummies. And the Mars Rover. And now they're bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience. Razor blades are like diving boards. I'm always saying this. The longer the board, the more wobble. The more wobble, the more nicks, cuts, and scrapes. A bad shave isn't a blade problem. No, it's an extension problem. By using aerospace-grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just .0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of a human hair. That means a secure and stable blade with a vibration-free shave. One of my least favorite things about shaving is how quickly the blades get all gunked up. And let me tell you something, Henson is different. These razors have built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Henson Shaving wants the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, no proprietary blades, and no planned obsolescence. The Henson Razor works with standard dual-edged blades to give you that old-school shave with the benefits of new-school tech. Once you own a Hanson razor, it's only about 3 to $5 per year to replace the blades. Tell me a better deal than that. I'm waiting. It's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. Visit HensonShaving.com slash watcher to pick the razor for you and use the code watcher and you'll get two years worth of blades free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N-S-H-A-V-I-N-G dot com slash watcher and use code watcher. So anyway, those all exist and they made them through the uh, late 70s. Yeah, they got pretty tired, but then they revived it. There was a first revival attempt with Mark Wahlberg and a Tim oh. Burton remake of the original. And then there was a second. Tim attempt. Burton. Yeah. And I what don't even the... know if that was meant to be like, we're rebooting the franchise. I think if it would have been successful, they would have. I wonder how Both that critically did it, and in the, in the, in the, it's box. a fun movie. It's a fun movie. The production design is great. It's got Tim Roth as a nasty ape. Um, who else is it? Michael there? Clark. Duncan. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Um, Charlton Heston. I'm I'm rewatching yeah, the commercial because they because the Super Bowl was yesterday as we're filming this and I'm rewatching the commercial in my head of the Apes trailer. Well, now this is different though because then they revived it a second okay, time. Yeah. So now, yes, the yeah. new Apes franchise, which started in 2014, 2014, 14. I want to say fourteen. Well, I want to say that late. The second one was twenty fourteen. I remember watching He's this right. movie I when I was, was like eleven. Yes. It was before I moved to Rise LA. Of the, Planet of the Apes twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. They're great. Um. It essentially starts in modern day okay, uh, with a global pandemic that's going on and they create a, is that how? No. They create a vaccine. No, no, it wasn't a global no, pandemic. It's just, it's just James Franco is a scientist who works at this lab and his father has Alzheimer's. Yes. And, yes. And he's trying to create some sort of serum. Or Lithgow, his father, John Lithgow. Is, he's trying to save his dad's brain development. And so they start mm. t- testing it on these apes. And then the apes get really, really fucking smart. They get really smart. And then uh, from there, one of them takes particularly to this serum, and his name is Caesar, 
and he just becomes like the leader of all these apes and starts to get all the other apes more sentient. And then it, it, but then he still has love in his heart for James Franco and the family that took him in. And so he's kind of like, if you've watched Blade, which I imagine you haven't, no, get, no he's I'm like the Daywalker. Blade. He's like, he's kind, he, he, he empathizes with the humans, but he's also ape. Actually, you know who's a better example? He's more like Ooh. Charles Xavier. Okay. Sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the thing that they is because it's a two pronged thing because it does make the ape smart, but at the same time, it fucks up humans, right? Yes, because that leads to a global pandemic that yes. then starts wiping out because the apes essentially like release it, and then it starts killing off That's humans. What it is. Well, they release it to make the other apes smarter and all the other animals smarter. Yeah, too. but then why do the humans start dying? Because, because they it, released it. Oh, because they released it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, it, it's so, a wonderful allegory so for then by the time, testing and uh, the way we Also, great animals. Tom Felton in that. <sighs> the guy who plays Malfoy. Yeah. Basically playing oh, Malfoy in an animal shelter. He's a little dude. ridiculous in that. Yeah, yeah he, he is. is he's like slamming the bars <laughs> with like a belly club. in that movie? <laughs> he was post-Potter, I think. Oh, okay, okay. You know. He was like, I need to do something very different from what I did in the Potter films. He's <laughs> talking gonna, to his I'm reps. I'm going <laughs> to prod an ape with a Why don't I electrocute some animals? He's like hosing so them down, and yeah, uh, I mean, um, that was ridiculous. And these, the first two are direct. Well, the first one I forgot who directed. That's where one. he said, "Take that, Potter." And the second one was directed by Matt Reeves, who recently did the Batman. I want to say he did the first one as well. He did the first. He one. He didn't do the first one. <gasps> That's crazy to me. I thought it was for oh, sure. Rupert, Rupert Wyatt. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Uh. Matt Reeves did the second and third, and the second one then jumps ahead like ten, fifteen years, maybe more. Great like humans are largely gone now. Wait, which, which one has the Caesar's home line? First one, right? Uh, There's a moment when James Franco realizes him and Caesar oh, the window, have to the separate window. because he's brought this baby a guy up from like a little baby. Fuck, you're right. And then he has to say goodbye to him. He because, lets him go in the woods. And he goes in the woods and he's like, are you sure you don't want to come home? And then Caesar oh, comes fuck. up to him. These movies are he so He comes up to him and he good. puts his mouth next to him. To this point, Caesar has not spoken. And he whispers, Caesar is home. Oh my God. Dude, it's. And, well, no, no, he, there's, he, a better, there's a better well, version. Well, of the, there's a better ending to this. Too. He has spoken before that. It's the most climactic part of the <laughs> oh, yeah, when he goes, No! Yeah, no. Yeah. He says no, but he doesn't say like a fucking fool. Because the apes, uh, in the first one, they're mostly doing sign language. Then oh. in the second movie, they've adapted a little more and they speak sort of. Yeah. A little more. They speak more, but it's it's still kind of rough. And then by the third movie, they're like having full conversations. At the, at the first and second movie, the only horses? that could actually talk was Caesar. Riding horses? Riding horses. Apes? Yeah. Yes. Fucking crazy. <laughs> Dude, there is a... there. There. Wait, how are they... Uh, is it all CGI? What's going on it's here? It's incredible. It's Andy Serkis plays Caesar. Yeah. The guy who played uh, uh, Smeagol. 2014 nominated for the uh, Best Visual Effects Oscar. Lost wow. I believe he also played King Kong, too, in the Peter Jackson King he Kong. He did, yeah. For my money, one of the best trilogies I think it is, too. All time, the third one time. whiffed it, though. All time. I don't think the third one whiffed it. No. Here's the thing. It, it the third didn't. one's called War for the Planet of the Apes, and it sets itself up, and the trailers led it to be this, which is like they primed you for a war movie. They basically made Ter- Terminator Salvation again in the same thing. Uh, I Terminator Salvation. That. It was the same thing. The trailer promised this huge war. Great opening war sequence in the beginning of the film, and then the rest of it is just a prison film. But that's the thing, yeah. War for the Planet of the Apes is just a prison breakout movie. Yeah, it's the same thing. Which, on its own, is great. If you can, like, remove the expectations of it, I think it's really good. It's just... Yeah. It's not It's not a war. Can I, um... Can I... Just the second film. 
There's it, again Koba? for my money one of the best villains in cinema oh, Koba. history. Koba, Koba, Can I show you a, a picture? Yeah, yeah. Show oh, me. Koba's show me. so good. Koba's great. Koba's so good. And now I think we're getting we're we got Proximus coming up. Look at that. Look at that. Show monkey. me Koba. Let me see Koba. Oh, God, yeah, he's a scary guy. So he, so the the whole crux of the second one is that Koba was they did a lot of violent tests on him, the humans. Yeah, and so. Caesar's still kind of working with the humans, and Koba uh, wants complete uh, segregation uh, from the humans, which you can Magneto, understand for yeah, sure. Exactly. And Magneto he points to the scars on him, and he oh, says, my "Human work." Yeah, he's Damn. getting chills right now. It's so I'm good. Cry. Damn. <laughs> also, that scene where Koba. Now, do you root for yeah. Koba in the movie? You can yeah, understand he's a tragic. You understand where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah. he's an anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. The thing is. I think Koba's also in the first film. He's one of the people that's in the cage with Caesar. And he becomes smart along with Caesar. But Caesar establishes himself as the alpha. And Koba's like his right-hand man in the Mm. army. And then he eventually is like, I think I can run this shit better than you can. It's one of those ones where you're like, you feel just anguish because you understand where everyone's coming from and you're like I, I wish you could figure it out yeah. but it's so but you understand that it won't because they yeah. have like their own politics like some of them are want to be more lenient toward the humans others yeah. want to just eradicate them Maybe very similar to X-Men as you There's said. A, this is a, like a, a, a very similar kind of plot device where you'll have like two leaders one who's like the alpha one who's the beta I suppose the alpha is the more kind of like compromising understanding undiv- individual and then the the other guys maybe more like let's get this done in the most violent. You see this in Walking Dead too with Rick and Shane. Uh, yeah, you, but they are both well designed characters that you care for both of them. I'm excited about the new one because uh, the ape who seems to be the villain, whose name is Proximus, yeah. is played by I forgot the actor's name, but he played a character on Lost named Kimi, who was a great if underused villain. Uh, it was just one of those actors who like. He yeah. shows up on screen and you're like, this person is up to no good. He's very, very imposing. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see mm. his performance. I, I just the thing about the new ape film. Wait, sorry. It's just that Kevin Durant portrays. Yeah, Proxy. that's his name. That's Kevin name. Durant. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, <laughs> I know Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. That'd be crazy. Portrays Proximus Caesar. Proximus. It's a. Uh, wow. The thing about it is Matt Reeves did the second and the third film. He's a great director, obviously. I just don't understand why they're making a fourth one when the third one kind of wrapped it up. Um, is it, so this is a continuation of the, the it trilogy. Is. And I'm okay. into it solely in, you know, in keeping of the, like the tradition of the, the old franchise was just like, we're going to keep telling stories in this world. I'm going to I'm going to see it. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. it doesn't. I don't know that it necessarily robs the the perfection of the trilogy no i did to me it's kind of how i felt about toy story 4 well i was like i'll see this i don't think i needed it i needed more forky i think it's a bit more like a mad max where they're like here's another story yeah 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 Yeah. here's another chapter in the mad max Mm. which by the way story toy story trilogy it's pretty well perfect trilogy it's pretty fucking perfect Ooh. Like, no one talks about that when it comes to best trilogies room top five beat down with trilogies that's insane we should do that you should definitely do do that Yeah, that's yeah. gonna be good. We got some bucket thons. <laughs> <laughs> what's your number five right now? For for oh, give us a little tease. What's a, what's, I, oh, a, what's that's, number that's five? That's actually a tough one to do because it's easy to think of my favorite. But like, if I have to go down the list, okay, I have to get in my mind what my favorite is. Problem is, we'd be hovering around a lot of the same ones. Yeah, yeah. What's I really think in that, so. In that, I I I rewatched um before sunset this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good trilogy. I've seen that whole trilogy. It's been a very long time since I watched them. 
and rewatching before sunset was electrifying. It's before, during, and after? Is that what it is? The first movie is before sunrise, second's before sunset, third one's before midnight. Mm. Um, I didn't realize you were all before. Holy moly. It's an incredible movie. Where would I put five? You know, this might be a hot take, and I don't even know if it would make my five, but if I'm thinking of like one that's... I hope we're saying the same thing. I don't think so. Oh. I probably, it's probably, I like the Back to the Future trilogy. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one that's like clearly on a more bottom tier, but if I was trying to get to a five without trying to like list it all the way through. You know what's in my top five? What? Pirates. One, two, three. Hmm. You fucked. Yeah, nope. I, I didn't Pirates one, two, three, baby. <laughs> no, man. Pirates one, two, three. And you know why? You know because what? We're going to do the There's a bad We're Star the Wars five. and there's a bad Indiana Jones we'll in the top, top three. We'll do the top five. Bad Star Wars. And we, we should have you the on first that one because I, I, here's what I, I'll give you one quick thought about Pirates and we could move on so that we don't bore everyone to death with movie talk still. But I. Talk about best villains of all time. Here's what I don't like about Pirates. David Jones. It's clearly, it clearly was studio produced. So? No, no, no. Here's what I'm saying. Okay, I'll, and I, I'll explain it this way. The first movie, a, a fucking nearly perfect film. Okay. Curse of the Black Pearl. Mari and I watch that movie all the time. It's fucking right incredible. Uh, in fact, when, one night when we got bored in, in, on our anniversary trip to France, it was like 9 p.m. And we we're like, we could go out, but we're also staying where we could hear the waves. What if we watched Curse of the Black Pearl with the window <laughs> open? And, really it would nice. feel, and it was fucking amazing. Anyways, uh, the, the, the one thing I always hone in on it, when they first showed dailies of them filming that movie and the execs saw Jack Sparrow, uh-huh. they were terrified. And they were like, oh boy, I, I think he needs to dial it back. We don't really know what he's doing. And you could kind of get a sense of that because he's really the only character that acts like that in that whole movie. And that's why there's not that much Jack Sparrow in that movie. It's not a Jack Sparrow film. For sure. But then once they saw the commercial success of what he was doing, they did what execs do, which is I'm going to double down on the thing that we think people like, not realizing that, hey, maybe it's a good idea that he is not the main character and that he kind of adds flavor. And they made all the rest of the films about him and it just derailed that franchise much. for me. It's kind of what happened with Too Many Spirits. It's a good point. That no, you have to admit, that's kind of what happened know, with Too Many Spirits. That's right. Okay. I'm the Jack Sparrow Too Many Spirits. <laughs> yeah. And then those segments, those segments tripled in length, and uh, they shouldn't be. They I just think be. Dead Man's Chest was like, all right, sure. At World's End, I almost fell asleep in that movie. I was like, I don't, I don't need to feed, so fucking see Johnny life. just getting chased by crabs. I, it was weird. Did he get chased by crabs? Yeah, in that dream sequence. Yo, he's in a dream sequence for like most of that movie. I remember that. I was. He wasn't in a dream sequence. He was in Davy Jones' lock. I Same. whatever. <laughs> My, I think it was the third one when I saw it in theaters that I was very tired when I saw it. And Dude, I kept falling asleep during it, so I, my memory of it is very hazy. It felt like they watched Lawrence of Arabia and they're like, "We should fucking do something like this." Huh? No way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared chef crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from including keto calorie smart vegan and veggie and more and there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and it couldn't be easier fuel up fast with factors restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are 
And they've done the math, folks. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. One thing we absolutely need here is flexibility, okay? We could be gone shooting ghost files one week and in the studio the next. Factor makes it easy. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. If you haven't tried it, head to factormeals.com slash watcher50 and use code watcher50 to get 50% off. That's code watcher50 at factormeals.com slash watcher50 to get 50% off. Next topic. That's a that's movies. That's apes. It's been really fun. Thank you for uh, indulging. Yeah. Yeah. Steven, we'll get you on those apes film. I'm going to you should catch I'll, up. You should watch the new ones. I'll pop up the 68 one and then I'll go from there. Well, start that one and then the new one. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then the okay. new ones. And, and then feel after free you to fast that. forward some of the 68 one, there's a lot at the beginning where the guys are just walking around the desert for a bit. Yeah. And I'm right. going to say something crazy. I don't think you need to. I mean, now he knows the twist. It's not. You new. might not need to watch. Maybe, okay. It's not integral to watch. Watch the new ones for sure. Because it'd be cool if we all went to go see the fourth. One. I just love to watch That'll things in happen. order. Let's move on to your topic, though, which was your engagement photo. No, no, not engagement photos. 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 Okay. Photos. But I did. The reason I chose this topic is because I did just take engagement photos last week. How was that is why I got this perm redone last week as well. If you're watching the YouTube version, you can see my hair. You can see it. At all, yeah. You could also see my funny little microphone that I have now, which I Stephen. Yeah, told what's me, that all about? You Why told me you I had to your... point this out because people would make fun of me if I didn't, and I think people were going to be like, "That's a handy device." It's humongous. It's enormous. It's actually pretty unwieldy. But it needs and to I be. It, it needs to be episode. longer. Can you hold it up at the top, like like a Freddie Mercury, like yeah, 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 yeah like that, like this? Yeah, I guess that is a little more comfortable actually, because like down here, what? Down here, I'm going to demonstrate to Mac. I have to take my uh, mouth off the mic. This is the only There's podcast you listen to where we're going to talk it's to you about the microphones days. that we have. I think I think right here. Actually, this ain't bad. I'm just still used to you, you looking strange generally. That's fair. Like, the, the image in my mind right now is you hoarding that, like, three-gallon water bottle that you used to hold <laughs> to bring to work every day. You yeah, remember this? Like a giant baby. Like, you used to just, you do things like that. So, I this is, this is normal like to that. me. It would be cool if you got a big rubber nipple for the top of that. Now, now we're <laughs> cooking with grease. Or I guess it's just a regular size. I could just be sucking on that bad boy during interviews. A huge jug with a little teeny tiny nipple. We'd have to move the podcast to like the M-rated uh, aisle. But yeah. So. Anyway, photos. Like When's so, the last time you had something out of a rubber nipple? Dude, I was just. Do you thinking, think it's a satisfying way to drink liquid? I could do with sucking on a nipple, dude. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty goddamn satisfying. Like when babies are have a little bottle, like they seem really happy. I feel like the water would have to be hot though for it to really fully have. Yeah, the, I'm talking about like warm milk or some some tea. Well, sometimes I'll or go to coffee. I'll go to a restaurant and be like, "Hey, and Mari got me onto this. Can or I get some hot, hot water with lemon? That's nice. That inside of a big bottle, and I'm just sitting there. <laughs> good. Can I get some hot water with a lemon in you a bottle in with big, a rubber nipple? Can you on put it? it in my big bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so I could drink it with two hands, like I'm one of the fucking country bears at Country Bear Jamboree. Uh, oh, anyways, we're talking about photos, right, Steven? Photos, photos. Don't yes. tell me you want to suck. Don't want to suck a nipple. So for photos, <laughs> we're gonna move on here. Baby bottle pops. Uh, I just wanted to bring it up because I hate taking photos, and I was wondering if you guys do too. I do. Yeah. 
there's something about photos that's it that i find <laughs> that's the topic no the thing uh, so i i realized this as as i was doing this photo shoot i do videos because i am much more comfortable in motion like be able yeah. to you know yep but the the idea of posing and modeling and staying still and i know that half the photos i'm in i'm blinking Mm. And also, how do you smile? How do people know how to smile in a I photo? Don't know how, to smile. how do people do that? I don't enjoy it. There's something that feels more artificial with a photo as opposed to video. Video, you could just be and it's captured. Yeah. Photo, you do have to be a part of the process of taking a photo. None of us know our angles. No. Um, I think if you look at our history of merch photos that we've taken. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, you we try our best. You remember everybody else? Photo shoot? Um, uh that we did in oh, the promotional one yeah with us on the couch and I, and i was trying to smile great photos i love those photos yeah, I was trying to, do you remember what i did to smile i kept going i don't know how to like make myself laugh other than like do a really stupid sound so i was like doing this that thing good. To well that also qualify. made everybody else laugh it which did was, make me laugh it was good <laughs> you know yeah. where i real really like it really it was the worst version of taking photos and it like fully came to like a, a head for me was when we had to do any kind of red carpet photos and mm. the the biggest version of that was that gala that you and i went to where you got your award and just seeing some of the other folks just work the red carpet <sighs> and then yeah. just like have separate several poses <laughs> like they're never not like you don't just sit there and just smile because i was just standing there and just like smiling but like other people like are constantly like shifting their pose you yeah. know and some people because uh, some people just don't even smile and that doesn't sit well with me for me if yeah. i don't care about watching other people do it but if i were to sit there and not smile like, I, what would people think of me i know i'd be like what am i a fucking cool guy now yeah right i'm not a cool guy yeah i'm so gonna drink water out of a nipple you could be like hey <laughs> hot water yeah hot water out of a nipple but yeah it makes me uncomfortable it always has do you ever practice your smile no no yeah uh, it sounded like you <laughs> were going like to say you, you do. Sounds like well, you do. no. When I was in, well, when I was in middle school, I used to like, like I would look in the mirror and I'd smile and I'd be like, "Wow, this is the worst. I gotta, I gotta get this oh, better." I don't like to hear that. I'd, I would, I would get try to get better, and I never did. I never. I, said that. I always think it's so. Um, I've seen people say like, "You should never make fun of someone's laugh." Yeah, because it's something they can't that's change. Because that's like heartbreaking. You know, if someone is self conscious about the mm. way that they laugh. That's like, you know, because I, then they're, they can't, you know. I had to teach myself fucking, how to laugh. Well, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, <laughs> what are you, chat GPT? What yeah. the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, let me, let me tell you this. I feel like, it, well, laugh for me. Laugh. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, perfectly no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, so I have, a, I, I find a lot of things very funny. Yeah. But I have a internal laughter. That's fair. But I yeah. don't, I'm not good at expressing the laughter outwardly. So even though I think something's funny, I'll laugh inside, but I won't laugh outside. So I had to like translate that internal joy to like expression. That yeah. That's to me tough. Sometimes. I've seen you though. Like it comes naturally to you though. Yeah. I've seen After you. many years of training. I've seen you really practice. laugh sometimes. That you actually did make me think though in middle school and elementary school. I, I did not know how to smile at that point. I never really, it just kind of happened over yeah, time. Yeah, you gotta I learn. It, but I didn't practice. I just kept, I, every time I would go to like school photo day, I would get the photos back and I'd be like, what the fuck was I doing in there? It's and, so funny when you look at your books from like early grade school and you could see your friends in there who like clearly are aware of what a smile is, but they're just kind of like, 
<laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> like wide eyes. They look like they're like being electrocuted. Yeah, so many of mine just look like I'm taking. I'm just fully growling. Just yeah, like, just a fully just pained shit. It's so funny. It's not good. Everybody learns eventually. And my mom would even be like, "What are you doing in this?" <laughs> I'd love to see some of these. They're pretty rough. I, yeah. I'll, I, I, I'll see if my mom could take a picture of some of them. You'll see what I mean. There's a strained look on my face. And I complete. I had just completely forgotten about that until you mentioned middle school. Some yeah. kids also do a really high eyebrow when they smile. Like, oh, like that's another grade school. Like, that's a different. Like, I already shit myself. They look and like now really I, surprised. I feel it. I also oh. engagement photos are especially weird because, like, Sarah and I, you know, are <laughs> we're just, it's it feels weird when there's people who are like, okay, now kiss oh yeah <laughs> and you're like all right you're like <laughs> hey we kiss plenty but it's yeah. weird to be in public and have someone being like kiss each other now oh, yeah. while i take pictures of you well I'll, I'll tell a little bit of what happened this week um we were at a relatively dark restaurant and uh so she brought a spotlight so there, so literally so everyone in the restaurant, everybody can see us. <laughs> That's a nightmare we can't for me. See Yikes. them, and she was like, "Okay, how do you guys feel? Do you want to try something different?" And we're like, "Sure." And so then she was like, "Okay, Tammy, why don't you, uh, <laughs> why don't you get on the table? <laughs> All right, put your foot up <laughs> and lean into Stephen, and then Stephen, you kind of get foot, foot on the table. No, your body on the, sit on the table, foot up behind you, leaning in." <laughs> To picture this. That's like a lion. We might not it's use not, this photo. Like making you into a lion at the zoo. <laughs> yeah. The fuck are you? Very. Uh, Wait, this oh, is, you know what, Stephen? You describe this is it. You up I, on the table will, or Tammy? I will, I will, huh? I will try and Tammy's do it. Tammy's doing that. All right, Tammy's we'll describe doing it again. That. I will try and. Do <laughs> All right. All right. Dude, now, your, sit on the table. Life is insane. <laughs> let me. Okay. Let me. What did you so, sit on the table? Yeah. Now, um, lean into me like you're gonna kiss me. Yeah. And put your foot up behind you. What does that mean? Like behind his head? Like, like get on, on your knees. knees. <laughs> get on your knees. Oh like this? Get on your, no. Get on your knees. Put like, your foot behind your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then have your foot up high. Which which one? <laughs> one your either one. Yeah, higher. No, up, up. What am I pissing on a fire hydrant? <laughs> what the fuck? And this like, is it all goes, going, goes back. It goes and there's, back. There's yeah, other like people. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? There's so no. We're in a restaurant. We're in a restaurant <laughs> with a spotlight on us. We can't see anybody, and they're all looking at us. I look like a mermaid in a fountain, that. dude. <laughs> like a stone person in a fountain. Oh my god. Oh my god, dude. That's crazy. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's funny though because Tammy is taking acting classes now. Yeah. She's like actually getting into that. So yeah. it was a good practice for her. Yeah. Uh, to to be out of her comfort zone. But um, that's wild. But yeah, she was great. Our photographer Brandy. She was amazing. And I can even like link her or whatever. But we chose her because she was great at finding candid poses for people and taking those moments. So for us, when we were doing it, we weren't having to like smile to the camera very often. It was more like, hey, you guys just be in your own world. Pretend I'm not here. And that's what I want to do in photos. That's exactly yeah, what our yes. photographer yeah. did as well, which was nice. I think yeah. a lot of times they push you out of your comfort zone. So you then can you you make a moment with each other being like, this is so crazy, isn't it? And then you're like, then real laughter comes. That's through the way to do it. Or, yeah. yeah. On our actual wedding day, I felt like the photos that I ended up liking the most were like moments where we sort of weren't paying attention to them and just started yeah. like laughing about something that didn't have to do with the photographer telling us to do. So they did a great job, but 
it's just it was very hard for us to like be like okay we're posing adorably you know it's yeah. tough yeah our, our photographer did the exact same thing just kind of pretend like we because mari and i felt equally uncomfortable with doing like even mari yeah she it's well when it's like <sighs> that that makes me feel better about myself if knowing that mari is not most comfortable around cameras too even because she's like i mean mari that's it's part of her it's part of the job but she's an actress she's yeah like but a, that's still not like acting is different than photos for sure it's because you're being for yourself sure. yeah you're being yeah exactly well, photos also they don't move but also when you're posing movies it's right there in the name yeah, right right in the movies um no i i think it's also just like you, you you a photo is like asking you to be yourself while being in a pose scenario in a weird right way. And so, like, that was part of the reason why we wanted, we told our photographer, could we just take the engagement photos in our apartment? Oh. That's nice. And that way Those we were, were in your apartment? Oh, They're were. beautiful. Yeah, we were just like, we're going to go into the spots we usually hang out, <laughs> and then you could just take some photos. Ah. And that's kind of how it worked. That's dope. What made you guys settle on the restaurant? They wanted the attention. <laughs> that was they, about they get 40% of it. it. Their exhibition. 40%. Um, <laughs> all right. Now, Mounter. Was it a restaurant you guys like? or It was a restaurant that we liked the vibe of. And we just we wanted somewhere that like felt comfortable. And, you know, we've. Had you been there obviously, before? Actually, not at that restaurant. No. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. But we liked the. Uh, yeah, we liked the lighting and everything the there. The look. How'd you land on yours, Shane? Uh, it's a uh, hot dog place that we go to a lot. Waltz, Wal- right. Have you been to Waltz? No, I want to go. Oh, it's so good. It's over in Eagle Rock. Great place. Great beer. You get a nice hams beer there. That's nice right. hot dog. They got a bunch of pinball machines. It's a great That's like. Sweet. I love a hot dog. Mm. It's a kind of bar that you can't. It's there. There's more of them like out in Highland Park and and Eagle Rock. I feel like there's not a lot of good bars in L.A. proper. Well, there's a, yeah. there, there's a specific type of bar in those places. For sure. And those bars fit your vibe, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't care where I'm going, as long as they have, like, good shit. Yeah. But, or even bad shit. If it's cheap, that's if true. you can drink it, if and it's you true. can get blackout But you don't really drink that much anymore. Not anymore, unfortunately. I just, it's too much, man. You've We're changed, on that loomy beat now. <laughs> yeah. We're on that loomy beat. I just, my hangovers are gone this so It ain't even sponsored by loomy, but maybe it is. No, it's not. I love Loomies. Dude. <laughs> what is, what is Loomie? The, the, you should tell the, the story, Shane. They, uh, they're not a sponsor of this episode. Okay, okay. then. Okay. Then we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it. Um, um, but yes, uh, it's, an, it's an awkward thing. But I'm sure... The nice thing is that it's a volume business. So they take 500 photos. Oh, photos? Yeah. And you get... You get 20 that you're throwing. She was also shooting on a film for dog, a film uh, camera. Oh, that's so cool. So not really a volume thing. I think Jack was... did that when we did it with him, too. He had a little film camera. Yeah. You know what it is, too, about photos is it, you saying the volume thing made me realize this. It taps into uh, a vanity in myself that I don't usually ever think about. Look at our Instagram yeah. feeds, you know? Yeah. We're not really posting. No. I'm barely posting anything ever. But the thing is, like, if you take, like, uh, the fact that you could take, like, a hundred photos of me and I will probably only like, like, a handful of them shows there is some sort of interior vanity there that I don't often acknowledge. But I like the idea of it coming to the forefront. That makes me uncomfortable, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's tough, especially because, like, we should be, you know, pushing ourselves as a brand. <laughs> but yeah, we're not good. It's not something we really think about. The last thing I posted on my Instagram was a, a video I made of my dog being a demon. I love that. Yeah. Fun. But that's also 
you know, that's what people want. But then you lo- you look at other people's feeds and you're like, oh, they post selfies. I don't, yeah. yeah. Well, why am I so hung up? Even like I posted some selfies of mine. Sometimes if I'm like out at a bar or something, I'll take a like a mirror selfie in a bathroom just to remember it. And I'm usually like just sort of like right. dead eyed. I will say over time, too, when I first started using Instagram, and this I don't know, I, I didn't I would just whatever I'll post this. It's funny. Or I post that picture, and I now I actually do think about the things just I'm. Just the weight of of uh, just having more people following me. I think so. That has like, played into it, and I don't know what that means. I don't know that it's a consideration, but it just makes me want to post less. I don't know why. Me too. But before I would be out and about, like, oh look at this, that's a cool little photo of a building. I'm just going to post that, or here's me in front of this. I'll just yeah. without thinking, just there you go. And Maybe then, I'll post an, a photo every day for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Is that the takeaway here? I need a quicker trigger (laughs) finger. But yeah, that's it for photos from me. I don't like them. If you in the comments tell <laughs> I mean, me what I'm you sure do, I'm sure you're gonna love your your engagement. Photos. I really hope so. Oof. I really I hope so. Another one. Uh, this video of this seal slapping its belly. <laughs> it's Alrighty. <laughs> What's the caption? It's a uh, me at two fifty eight in the morning looking for a little snacky snack. And Ryan I, texted me that over the weekend and said, "Remind you of anyone?" <laughs> and I I tweeted out, "I'm not usually one to comment. That's me, but I do this little belly slap all the time." <laughs> <laughs> I love rubbing my belly, but mine's after I eat. Here's I have a video of Ryan rubbing his belly. This was when we were in uh, Louisville. Nice pronunciation. <laughs> Is there? Because I think I usually go with a Louisville. Well, you, yeah, you just go straight Louisville, 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 yeah. Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. Louisville. I had I had family there too. Shout out five hundred two. There, yeah, I've been there a few times. It's a fun place, beautiful town. It's okay. I like it. Sorry, I like it a lot. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I come from Ohio, and I've been very nice. Last time we shot there, when Is... we went back to Waverly, <laughs> I walked for. There was one night where we were meeting up later in the night, and I just like left at like three or four p.m. and I went on like a three-hour walk um gorgeous town yeah oh yeah and then i guess we can move on to the last topic here which is ed and lorraine warren so we have uh <laughs> what a segue there should i just walk out the door smooth ass transition you no, know who, we need your thoughts no so I'm... you know who you don't know who ed and lorraine warren are no idea so ed and lorraine warren should i know am kinda, i okay have you seen the conjuring films i have not too so, scary they not pre- that I have no interest. Well, you're not a horror. I don't watch a lot of movies in general. But you're not a horror. Film I haven't guy. seen the Apes, so you haven't seen the Apes. It's Conjuring no. films are pretty fucking good. They're scary. That first one, not as good as Apes. Mm, yeah, that's true. I would, I would, I would say that. But I mean, in terms of horror franchises, pretty up there. They're pretty good. Anyways, it's this couple. Uh, they're paranormal investigators. One of them, Lorraine Warren, is a psychic. And her uh, husband is more the just the paranormal investigator type. These are real people. These are real folks. Uh, and they are probably the most famous ghost hunters to ever live. To the point where... And I don't know how much of that is because they made the Conjuring films based off of them. I see. Okay. So they, those movies center around Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. And they play Ed and Lorraine Warren. And they kind of make them almost into like... MCU folks in those yeah, in, in those films. Yeah. Um the films are great. Directed by James Wan. Love that guy. Um but there has been uh a lot of folks who just think that they're they're hucksters basically that they that they faked all their case files. Mm. Shane being one of them. Uh in fact Oh they, they are. I mean <laughs> it's not people think. They 
people it's pretty conclusive i think is it conclusive i, th- I mean i haven't done a ton of research <laughs> you can't say i don't give a shit enough. i think people have said that yeah but they uh one of the things that's featured heavily in the films is they have uh like a i don't know what you would call it like a museum of just every investigation they've done they've taken a, an object and they mm. put it in this museum i think the idea and i might be wrong about this was that they could then contain the entities attached to them as opposed to just letting them be whatever in the movie it's very impressive it's a cool looking little basement they go down patrick wilson goes down some basement steps has one of those like pull string lights the entire basement lights up you just see shelves full of these antiquities in the movie it's it's very very cool yeah it also exists in real life and shane and i actually went there in real oh we did an episode it's not it's very different from what you Mm. see in the movie (laughs) Mm. but in the movie it's really cool and and impressive and in real life it exists in real life it kind of (laughs) looks more and feels more like a gift shop uh and it's uh but the most famous item that they have in there is this little doll named annabelle Okay, and Annabelle the doll is said to be one of the most dangerous haunted objects in the world. They've claimed that people have. Was it the doll <laughs> right that now, caused Katrina Shane or something? Is jerking himself, not like him. Who, like who a, was the doll that caused like Katrina? A... Who was telling? We're talking about this. That was Robert the doll, wasn't it? The Robert, Robert the doll, the doll caused the doll. Hurricane Katrina. That's I don't know about that. That's what someone said. That's what somebody right? said. Yeah. yeah, you can say anything. You said that. I you said, I said that. I did not say you that. You wrote a whole paper about that. <laughs> No, you had mentioned that. <laughs> my spot. You had mentioned that there was not correlation, but there or not causation, but there was time sinking of that happening. This is like <laughs> no, a watch. What are you talking about? No, a watch. We had like a watch weekly episode where There's you brought more, this up. No way. No, I'm, I'm dead. Why would I know that then? Because it feels like you're playing. You're 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 doing some tomfoolery here. Uh, it was a too many spirits. I think wasn't maybe. it? Oh, it was. It was a too many spirits. Oh, thing. there was a story about that was Robert about it. Doll. Yeah, Robert the doll. Yeah. Yes. That's what it was. And someone was like, I think he also caused Hurricane Katrina, LMAO. That's what it was. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, that is some of the dumb lore attached to that one. He's actually in the old Key West Museum. Anyways, there's another doll, Annabelle. It said that when people interacted with her or have touched her, that they have died shortly after. There was like an, uh, a story of a guy getting into a motorcycle, fatal motorcycle accident after touching Yikes. her and claiming that she had no powers. There's a sign that says, do not touch the glass. <laughs> Did you touch... Annabelle? No, here's this. No, no, we've never talked about this before. No, we haven't. Shane. We talk about it here and there at a live show or two. So we filmed an episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved in this little museum, which was basically a gift shop. And, and this was the the way this panned out. It, it was a, we've had a handful of episodes of shows over the years where we get to a location and we're like, OK, here's the game plan. Yeah. And then we find out that we will have drastically shorter time there oh yeah because this place what do we have an hour we were supposed to be filming an entire episode at Ed lorraine warren's you know museum we were doing this for the conjuring i believe um no we did it for was it annabelle comes home annabelle comes home which i think is a pretty good movie it's actually a good movie it I, feels I like it. the because th- wait is there a third conjuring no i think they're making a third one though is there not is there a third conjuring I don't Daddy, believe can so. You check Looking. That? Oh yes, there is. They're like running around the sewers or something. Yeah, it's a it's the more true crimey one. Is this the devil made me do the it? The devil yeah. made me do it. So we <laughs> yeah. we were supposed to investigate this museum for a full investigation, which is anywhere from six to eight hours. Some you know, somewhere like an actual thorough. investigation. Thorough. thorough. But this place when we got there, 
uh, we were doing this with, I believe, Warner Bros. And they were they had representatives there and they were like, so uh, and they kind of framed it as like this was always the deal. They're like, all right, so you guys going to go in there. You're about have an hour and you come back out. Mind you, this is like daylight, like it's like broad daylight. <laughs> and we were like, wait, what? And we were with Katie LeBlanc uh, and Katie LeBlanc hears that and does like a triple take and was like, wait, what a second. And we were supposed to have a full investigation here. And they're like, I don't know. This is what you guys got. So we basically had to go in there, do an investigation for just an hour, which I was pissed about. But luckily, we got some decent stuff in there. But the the thing that became like the crux of that episode was they have Annabelle for like very prominently displayed in this like impressive casing with a sign that says "Do not touch the glass consequences." Kind of something, something along those. Was lines. that Katie's first unsolved episode? No, was it? No, I don't think so. It was the first time she went on location. That's what I mean. First, like hunt yeah. out, yeah, 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 because yeah. uh, she had done true crime before. That. Right, right, right. Um, but. Yes. And uh, Shane being Shane. Well, you know what? Why did you tell the rest? Shane? They there's a part in the episode which people are like incredible that there's a part where it's a you know, they told us very explicitly, like, don't touch it because you'll make her mad or something. <laughs> and there's a part in the episode where I lean to tap the glass and Ryan very quickly grabs my hand and people are like incredible that Ryan knew Shane was going to do that. But the reason he knew I was going to do that is because I had already tapped on the glass a bunch. <laughs> like about 10 <laughs> seconds before that. And I was like, dude. Off camera? Yeah, I was like, stop touching the glass. We can't. First off, we can't like put that in the Like a fish tank, ep- you know? Yeah. I was just like, anybody home? Yeah, because we can't put that in the episode. We weren't allowed to. Yeah. And so I knew he was going to do it again. And so I just grabbed his hand. But in the episode, it looks like I have like cat-like reflexes. <laughs> And in reality, it's just because he was already fucking doing, ha ha, can you see me, Annabelle? Like, doing that whole yeah. routine. And uh, needless to say, Shane is still alive. Uh, yeah. And there... How many years ago was that? What was it? 2018, like, 2017? I want to say it was 2018. Oh, yeah, I think so. 2017. Yeah, so the curse is definitely not, not happening. Unless it's a long-acting curse. Nah. Unless Watcher is part of that curse, and it's going to be part of Shane's death. Oh. That could be it. But it's a Raggedy Ann doll. It's like not <laughs> true. scary. And we also actually doubled down by going to the Conjuring house, like the place where they filmed uh, and they had like a they had like a little Annabelle there. That's too. where what are those other boys? Sam and Colby. Uh, Sam Colby. and Colby. They yeah. went there and they. Oh, yeah, that's right. But that. It's so funny when you go to these places and then see other people who go there and they're like, I get a, such a bad vibe from this house. <laughs> You're like, it's people are dude actually i think i, I thought saw... you were gonna comment on the evidence that... i mean it's fully faked yeah <laughs> I, I don't do you want this in there? yeah i do want this in there um i i don't know that oh, i'm not saying that they knew that yeah I, well yeah because there's the idea for you oh i guess there, there, well, there's like knocking there and, there's some knocking that's happening in like a way that a, a spirit is trying to communicate but it's very very compelling and I guess through some way it was found out that it was perhaps fabricated, but then the idea is maybe that the people that were performing the knocking, because they are ghost hunters like Shane and I, and then they brought in these two other people who use this knocking method and apparently the knocking that they hear on command and stuff, you could do by if you practice with your toes, you could like actually make a noise, I think with either your bones or the floor, there's something along those lines. So, There's a bunch of different ways. We should we it. should bring Kevin the magician back in to explain. Exactly. You should bring Kevin on a ghost hunt. That's true. Have him do some close up card magic for some of the. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and some people don't know if Sam and Colby actually knew. 
I can't say. I I don't think so. I don't, yeah, it's very possible they didn't know that they were being. You know, it seemed like they had a legit emotional reaction. Yeah, which was there. fine. I, but, I, you know, do your I didn't research. watch those videos, but I did watch... <laughs> Be a little more thorough. I watched the video where they talk about... Like, they had a video that came out afterward. That's correct. That was like, oh, we got accused of all this, you know, fabrication and everything. They seem genuine in that video. Well, they'd have to be. You know, they're not going to be like, you're right. No, but I mean, you know, just, just judging based on that. I have to that. say, too, <laughs> seeing that video, I was genuinely insulted. Which one? The one where they that, that, apologized? The or? one where they were like, oh, we we were accused of fabricating or whatever. Why were you I was insulted? insulted because for people to accuse you of fabricating, you had to have, you had to have captured evidence that would make people think you fabricated the mm. evidence. So the fact that we have not had anybody accuse us of fabricating well, means to me that, that maybe people don't I think gen- I've got in good evidence. I generally think that if you see a YouTube video with ghost hunters... <laughs> <laughs> and the evidence feel, seems like too good to be true. Well, we've got some good stuff. We have, but uh, there's nothing that we've gotten where I'm like, yeah, that could be a ghost. What about the hum at Waverly? That was pretty good. I don't think it's a ghost. It's pretty good evidence. It's no. good evidence. It's good evidence. It could be explained think... by a lot of things. Exactly. And we've seen somewhat figures too. I would say. <laughs> well, but again, it's not. No one's accusing. You, accuse know, you know what's funny? Accuse me. The very first episode of Ghost Files, the very first one, when you're like, "This is the, this is it. This is one of the greatest pieces of evidence we ever had. This is worth saying up to four a.m. It morning. was. It was good. And I watched. I watched it live for the first time in the theater with all the fans, and I was like, "That's it. That, that's that's." Yeah, but did you hear the audience? The audience knew. They saw. They saw. They saw what was on the screen. And by the way, I like. You know, this business would be doing great if you find some great evidence. I'm looking forward to that okay, day. Okay, all right. But, I, uh, think, I realize one of Ryan's anytime anyone starts calling into question is like <laughs> the excite, how exciting his evidence is. He always goes into a like, no, they, they, no, they saw, <laughs> they saw, they no, saw, they know, they know, they know, they know. They know. They know. <laughs> I bet you there's people on Reddit that are like, I think Ryan and Shane are faking evidence. I haven't found it yet. I've never seen a single person. No, say nobody. That. And I've always that. there's. Half of me is like, people trust us. And the other half of me is like, well, I think that some of the evidence that we've had is good enough that people think we faked it. But yeah, that's know. good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, but no, it is, you know, they, they, I don't think they think you good. fake it, but it's a lot of it is very. Uh, you get what I'm coming at. For, I do. I yeah, do. It's unbelievable. No. I was insulted. I was like, we need to make an apology video. We should just start doing them. We, at the next season of Ghost Files, we should make an apology video that's like, hey, everyone here, everyone here is accusing us of faking the evidence we got in the last episode. We want to say for a fact we did not fake it. Just have a pile of mailbags behind yeah. us. <laughs> Can I read you something I found? Yeah. yeah. So I just looked up, uh, have the Ghost Files unsolved guys ever faked anything? Someone said, is Supernatural scripted or fake? And then... (laughs) I love when people ask if it's scripted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People, uh, um, a lot of people, majority of people coming to your aid here, but someone said, in, in, you know, having your back. Where is this? Where is this? Reddit. Reddit. Uh, Considering they never find anything substantial, would be pretty (laughs) stupid if they scripted that. (laughs) Clearly a Shaniac. Obviously he's not seen episode 101, Waverly Hills. It would be pretty stupid if they scripted it. See, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You know, you know I'm going to start making fake Reddit, Reddit accounts accusing us of faking evidence. We got to get some heat because these these Sam and Colby cats and all the other ones that are like them out there, 
They're getting accused. We well, need to start I mean, getting accused. Again, and I, look, I, you know, I, I'm not leveling any accusations at Sam and Colby, but I think they've cracked it, which is bring in a third party <laughs> who you can go, I don't know, I, I believe them. You can't say I'm not leveling any accusations and I'm immediately but followed up with an accusation. <laughs> you got to bring it. Hey, like I'll, the, I'll go with you guys. I got come it. Come on the pod, Sam and Colby. Well, we had that you s- should come on the pod. Well, yeah. Uh, is it uh, an invitation? This is, uh, this is a very good natured beef, um, okay. you know, but I, I've got beefs with all other ghost hunters That's out there true. solely because not because I'm like, no, we're the best ghost hunters, but solely because I'm I'm like, you're lying. You know, that's worse. It's <laughs> <laughs> worse. It's worse. It's clearly worse. So let me say, I think. Okay. I think. Oh, you're lying. Did your God. lawyer try to say it that way, dude? I I have been <laughs> told that and, I, and, you can't repeat things three times. Uh, otherwise, uh, I'm gonna get mad. At you it would be good to have them on here to talk about it. Cause I, yeah. No, because like realistically, it's gonna be hard to go on a ghost hunt with other ghost hunters. First off, we got our different styles, right? We we have we have the way we run our shop. I think I honestly think shop. that that is a a gauntlet that we can throw down we can the ghost files challenge is if you claim to be legitimate ghost hunters who are getting the sensational evidence come with us you come with us that's that is true <gasps> because we, because i and i tell you what it's no true. one's gonna do it no because if, if they no can one's replicate that with us around yeah because i do feel like we want a pretty tight clean we do fair ship yes uh and not to say that other people don't but if they came with us and they get some crazy stuff, sloppy ships, then maybe, maybe I'll have to Loose, admit that sloppy, I'm not as good as I think I am. Loose ships. You all yeah. are going to have to watch a cut of this episode. That's fine. <laughs> uh, need you to prove everything you're saying. That, but I, think, <laughs> I think it might actually make more sense for folks to just come on the pod because it's going to be easier. Yeah. But then they can. No, they need to come on a ghost hunt with us and prove. Look, man, if they want to come on a ghost hunt. Great. You know, people have been asking for that, too. Like. And I read the comments too. I'm like, you know, people want people want you to go with Sam and Colby and the other ghost hunters out there to to show that their evidence. My is only real. concern is like Ryan is the most tolerable ghost hunter I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're a ghost. You're a ghost hunter. You're too. also a ghost hunter. So, so yeah. well, that, you. I said that I know. Okay. So you know, I'm probably insufferable to other ghost hunters, but that's probably oh, true. for sure. But. I, I, can't, yeah, I, sure. I don't know that I could stomach a lot of them. Like the reactions of people being like, oh, you know, oh, like I lived with that version of Ryan for <laughs> a couple seasons of early unsolved. And it was always pretty funny. But then he, you know, grew a backbone and put on his big boy pants and <laughs> became an adult. Here's the thing. I just realized now if we were to do something like this, let's just use Sam and Colby as an example. If they were to come on a ghost hunt with us, it's going to put me in a very bad situation, which I've been in before. Yeah, because you're going to have to apologize for me. Exactly. So oftentimes when we go to a haunted location and we will talk to some sort of site rep or people who work there, they will tell stories and they will just beeline to me and because they know I'm willing to listen. And Shane will literally just walk away. He'll just like go and just kind of like fuck (laughs) off. And me, I'm just sitting here just like absorbing it all. And then if Shane comes back, he's always not going to have anything nice to say. So I kind of have to be like, ah, you know, like- I want to be clear, though. I, I chat with a lot of the people at the locations and I do toe the line. I usually chat with the 
and I usually give until them until it gets to a certain level, and well, then no. you've got an expert at kind of. Well, just when like... they start drilling down and they don't let you talk for forty minutes, I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, there's nothing for me here. But I'm usually, I usually open up with the sort of like self-effacing. I'm like, I'm no fun. I'm a skeptic. That's but, true. He does say, that. um, and, and then then, he does it. <laughs> but then when they tell stories about like something yeah. that happened, I'm always like, well, that's crazy. Like, and I'll chat with them. Yeah, I'll yeah. connect with people. Mm. I, I'm not just like, I think you're fucking stupid and no. I don't believe in No, that's true. He doesn't you. do that. Yeah. But he knows that the better person to field those questions, someone who's actually interested in what they're saying. It kind of depends. If a person is interested in having like an open conversation and not just being like, you know, I'm, I love to chat with people. Yeah. Uh, but if it is someone who's just like, I have 45 minutes of ghost stories to tell you, yeah. I'm like, all right, passing the bag on this one to Ryan and I'm well, going to go eat some Fritos. Because you and I have an open dialogue. We're like, all right, fair point there. Right. Yeah. You know, but like most people are very much dug their heels into the sand kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And I feel like if we were to go on a ghost hunt for, you know, another any other ghost hunters. I would be this middle membrane man most of the shoot where I would have to just be like, well, you know, there might be something here. And then if Shane was like, clearly a draft. I'd be like, there is a fucking window. I'd have to like be constantly. That's okay, though. You look, you want to come up ghost hunting with us. Consider this an invitation, Sam and Colby, uh, which is, you know, but be careful. Well, what if they say we have to do it on our turf, though? We'll be watching. They got to We got to do it on their channel. Whatever. I think it'd be fun to watch one video. Where your editors edit everything you're in, and their editors everything. Yes, in, and then yes, or just back and forth, and their editors yes. are there. Yes, that would break the internet. It's never happening, but it would. It would. But then, if they like sensationalized ours, then it would speak to like. No, I'm saying they edit their version, their POV of the same hunt. When we cut oh, to them, I see, I see it's their editors, yeah, 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 yeah. and then we I have our see. version, which is. Well, it'd be it'd be like Rashomon. So this about, was kind of a combative episode. We we called out. We 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 put out the gauntlet for other ghost hunters. It wasn't a gauntlet. It was an invitation. For all he, said he said gauntlet. He said gauntlet. Oh. I, said gauntlet. I fucking said it. Because it is crazy. It, What's no, crazy, I, Ryan? <laughs> What's crazy? Naming any names. This is just goes for any other ghost hunting videos I've seen on YouTube. The stuff you see in some of them. I've been out there. I think we've gotten some pretty compelling evidence. We've been out in a lot of places. And some of the stuff, I'm a little skeptical. And it happens very consistently. So you would think that if they were to come with us and they replicate those results, maybe we just hang it up. You know, maybe it's like we're not the best ghost. That's what we find out. Ghosts are real. And, <laughs> and we're, we're just, just really bad. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the funniest. Well, it's been an illuminating experience. Wow. It turns out <laughs> we are bad at this and you guys are all really good. And that might be the case. No, for all as the, I stand now, I do think we're the greatest. I honestly think for all the goofs we have, I've said this before, but for all the goofs we 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 do out there, we're very thorough. We spend a lot are, of time very in, in dead silence and you know doing That's whatever true. other bullshit we have to do. Not bullshit. So their techniques. I I would be shocked. I would be shocked. I would love it. I would argue that the technology is not caught up yet to be able to find ghosts. Well, so. if you take a picture and you right. see a ghost, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Ryan, how would you feel if, you know, there's the guy Dick Holleran in The Shining who tells the kid, some people shine. Yeah. yeah, How would you feel if there was a similar guy that said, you don't have it? (laughs) That would make sense. (laughs) Would that change your life? No, because the thing is. What about when you fell on that pile of bricks? I did fall into that pile of bricks. That gave you the vision. It gave me the vision ever since then. What if you did something else since then? That, that took away the it. vision? Oh. 
Well, what is when is, you shit your pants in, in <laughs> Thailand that one time? That was in Singapore. Sorry, Singapore. And I do think that turd could have been enough to bring me to a, a different realm. Because it got in your socks, right? It oh, got, my gosh. Ran down my I don't want to hear the story. No, people do not want to hear about. <laughs> it filled up my Nike the Freeze, which no. I, had to, I had to discard after that. There was nothing free about those shoes after. Yeah. They were fools. We almost made it the entire yeah, episode. This is my fault. The thing is, I, I, I think the way we investigate in Ghost Files and Unsolved, you know, it, that indicates that we do not have the shining in the sense that we're not like sitting there like I feel a presence in this room like we're trying to use tools that you could capture a picture or a, a voice on audio or having them move something on camera and you know I, I if we had the shining we could just walk in there and use ourselves but I've never pretended I have the shining Shane always likes to joke I have the shining but I do not have no you don't it is a joke and it's don't. only it's only been a couple places that i've actually been where i've said out loud it does kind of feel like we're being watched uh or i feel like a certain kind of uh goosebumps because for the most part we're kind of just doing our investigation and then fucking around that's just like a primitive sort of primordial sense you know yeah it's like a dark space that test i always talk about where they had that person sit in a chair and the study was like once they'll test they'll ask them is somebody looking at you right now and there will be somebody in another room through glass either looking at them or not looking at them and the accuracy rate was pretty high i feel like you mentioned this before and someone in the comments was like ryan is wrong about that am i wrong about that i don't know we should get into it on another episode on another we should get into it very good next week (laughs) i didn't tell my cockroach story this week i forgot oh Oh, that was the story well we'll hear next week yeah we'll just keep kicking this one down the road yeah kick the cockroach keep it hiding (laughs) kick roach all right. Well, that does it for this episode of Podwatcher. As I said up top, make sure that you like and subscribe if you're watching this over on youtube.com slash watcher podcast, or if you're listening to the audio version, go ahead and subscribe to it and rate this bad boy five stars. It really does help us keep making this. And uh, let Sam and Colby know that we've thrown out the beacon. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya.